0: All right, so for the opening bit, I'd like to give you um, a real a real Sophie's choice, the real Pam Body Garf head of a choice. All right. So would you like me to open? I have, I have television's Dominic Purcell here for an apology, or I can just list a bunch of things that are probably Ava's secret.
1: I feel like Ava's secret because, let's be honest, I don't feel like getting into discourse about what a probably drunk and thinks he's really funny old Australian dad posts on Instagram. It, it's not worth it. Ava's first secret is that she is a... secret, she's a, a lesbian. Jesus. She's uh, like, technically, okay. they haven't confirmed that. So yeah, this could just be like a takes off. I didn't think you wanted laser anybody. Laser reveals nobody knows I'm a lesbian, shirt. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think you want anyone
0: to know. How could we I, not? And then and then it's just a beat. And then the team goes, and then like and then Zari just goes, how could we not?
1: Because he's English. So he just assumes they weren't going to make a thing of it. Um, but he has to, he had like, you know, she has to tell them. And he's like, well, now you've gone and made a thing of it. Good job. You
0: know what would be really thoughtful? If we, in our opening bit, somehow were smart enough to outline the points we were going to make in the episode.
1: No, that's stupid. That's not what we're, you fucking kidding? In this essay,
0: I'm going to.
1: You defeat the purpose of a cold open by having it connect in any way to the rest of the show. Um,
0: what else is Ava hiding? She's a ghost robot go bot go bot uh-huh. she is um and then i pull off my mask and i'm ava
1: yeah no i mean here's it's the sort of thing where i she's a vc andrews character that uh somehow got brought to life
0: see here's the issue is maybe we wouldn't people wouldn't be worried if it was incest if you would cast um less white women for sapphic roles <laughs> and actually acknowledge yeah. that there are because you know black lightning has not had this problem anissa pierce has not had this problem
1: yeah, no one's like, our, it's a great, secretly related. I wonder why that is. My heart, my smart money is still on um, trans princess of Neo-Crystal Tokyo, but for trans people. Um, okay. And there's no, no cis people in the Neo-Crystal Tokyo future, sorry. I'm just going uh,
0: for um, embarrassing photo at the Christmas party.
1: Oh my god, if it's like, if it's, if it's if fucking... If you pull the string it's in goth, the box. Please tell me, no, 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 or if it's her fursona, she's been she's been hiding her fursona it from was the her team the same time. this whole time. And and I feel well, like, like Rip is... Arthur Darville is a furry, so I'm assuming that Rip is a furry. Wow! Could you
0: say? Could you please
1: add the if magic I word to that? The audience? Arthur Jarville wants to fuck Chitara, and if you want to fuck Chitara, you are a furry. Not like levels of I'm over fifteen and play Pokemon, and I understand that I'm, you know, calling myself to the mat here, but my point remains. Although my mother's calling, I I have to explain this to her. Hold on. Okay. I feel like this is just me not wanting to talk about the fucking episode.
0: Yeah, alright, me too. That's a big mood. Let's let's just go into this nightmare. Let's let's get it over with.
1: I'm okay. really disappointed to say this, though. Um, you know, because I, I think we've been pretty overall positive this season. And that's a good yeah. thing. I enjoy watching a show that I like um, and it's entertaining. So
0: this episode, the 12th... Are we at the 12th or the 13th episode? Are we? I want to say
1: this is the 12th.
0: Hold on. God damn it. When are... What? This is the
1: one where we can't do math. That's the, the every episode, though. So.
0: Tomorrow episodes... Um. Okay, this was the 13th episode of the third season called Brandon and Courtney conceived their second child. And no. you're, ew, shut up. What are you? The only, like, Dano this don't entire episode? he's having sex
1: like that. That's fucking gross.
0: Um, oh, okay, but, like, just announcing that Arthur Darville wants to bone Chitara, like, that's good and wholesome. he's not
1: actually able to do it in real life. But saying, but saying to say to that two married
0: people want to conceive it's another acceptable. baby, sometimes... Love oh, is, is, is a man's, man's fuck enormous fucking that. penis and his wife's
1: just I literally his wife's concerningly small Rachel, body Rachel. and the Rachel, giant. Don't Rachel. Uh, <laughs> Kendra Saunders, Mary Sue Poots. Uh, Don't you bring that name in, in here? How, how did? You, how? What was
0: that second part? What was that second part, Agent Victoria Hand?
1: Hey, fuck off! I was just naming your canon URL. I couldn't think of any other ones. I'm sorry. I was
0: naming our sins. Anyway, sometimes family is a man's enormous penis and. <laughs>
1: Work work. <laughs> it's not it? his fault he's born with a mammoth dick. He can't help it. It's, Why do you think he talked about magic fingers instead? I'm pretty sure that's like... It's Shakespearean and it's tragedy. Yeah. First off, like, don't fucking say the words magic fingers when your wife is like literally right next to you. Yeah, you're giving me... list
0: things. Awesome. Okay. So I'm not sure. Let's just... Let me just preface this by saying that the actress that plays Nora is Courtney Ford, who also voices Piper.
1: Yeah, which is weird. Which is adorable. Because they don't really
0: sound similar, so she's no, like, they'd...
1: I think she'd expect an accent for Piper, which is like,
0: adorable. That is adorable. Also, is a mark of a good VA, so. Yeah.
1: Oh, God, uh, yeah.
0: Major kudos to her, but um, oh, cool. she and Brandon Routh have been married for like, ten, almost 10 years, I think. Hold on. Huh. Um, Like, a long-ass time. He's like a
1: mammoth Iowan, I assume. I mean, the yeah, I assume
0: he found someone life. and then just uh, it was it was the, it oh was my god wait i have i have I the in style article of their celebrity wedding so i have the photo god. i am looking at it What's three years before like? actor brandon routh 28 donned those famous blue tights he donned uh, he tended bar at hollywood's lucky strike lanes during a private party there in november 2003 actress courtney ford 29 repeatedly poured out the cocktails he made her as a ruse to chat with him. I kept asking him for another drink, telling him the one before was too strong. Oh, my. And then he got I famous. Respect,
1: and then they. That.
0: And then they got famous. Oh, my God. Their wedding is so Iowa. And he didn't oh, cut oh, his oh, hair. Of it is. And he didn't cut his hair, Ari. And there's like oh. field and shit. I hate Oh, this. my God. I do think, I'm not going to lie, though. At I love the reception, I think the tables adorable. were she named for like qualities riot. the pair cherished.
1: Oh, God. I hate this. Later, like Ralph serenaded
0: Ford with Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline, changing oh the chorus to Sweet...
1: Courtney Ford, which I assume
0: means he was fucking plastered because we know he hates singing. Yeah.
1: Um, first and second. I really, are we going to have to include a link to this in the, was there an episode of television that happened? No, this is so heterosexual that it does almost feel like a hate crime and just. I can't believe this would happen to me. It's not that it's malicious, but it's so I'm like, Wait, okay, when did they Nicholas get married? I, I actually
0: looked bit. this up to see when the fuck they got, I can't believe he didn't cut his fucking hair for the wedding. I am outraged. You are you surprised? Are you really surprised? I'm disappointed, I... but not surprised. Okay, they're, they've yeah, been married but... for 10 years. They got married in 2007 and they have a child. Oh my God. Or they have a really giant about. baby.
1: Like the year after I was sick. I forget that 2007 was a real year where real things happened to people that weren't just watching anime. Yeah, 2007, sure 2007 was a shitty year for oh, me. Oh, wait. I was listening to, like, My Chem and watching anime. And Brandon um, Ralph was so, married
0: on a farm.
1: Yeah, that's guess disgusting how many tears point. their well, I cake was. Is. I feel like having a cow at your wedding would probably be entertaining.
0: No, but seriously, guess how many tears their cake was. Six.
1: Five. Fuck, that's good. Wait, Damn. Anything, anything under three, honestly, for a wedding cake is, is really just... You might as well just fucking get divorced now and save yourself the time. Um, if your partner they says seem, they want a cake that's less than five tiers, They them. seem
0: willing to, they seem willing to fucking make it work, my guy. They've been together, they've been together long enough that she's now been dragged onto this disaster of a show, and that leads oh, yeah. us to Which where also, we are. Oh yeah, also, I'm
1: sorry. I'm very sorry. Yeah, that But makes, I meant
0: no, no! If they had six tiers, they're fine. That's, that's like, that's like, no, they had, 50 years coming They here. had five tiers on their cake. I'm sorry. Okay, five Nancy tiers K's is- K's st- confections of Sherman Oaks- California made the five-tier cake. It's not my personal choice of cake. I don't love the way it
1: looks. Are, are you good? Yeah, I think, good? listen, I, a I cake. think five-tier five is perfectly fine. I just think you should stay- that's it's very classic that's the sort of thing where i'm like yeah that sounds like that that, that's the thing i would look at yeah if one of the two people getting married was from iowa they would go i love that cake um they didn't they got married in
0: california and they got married on a ranch in california like you have to put some effort into that well no you don't california has a lot of farmland apparently
1: she's so pretty and he's just i mean not that he's handsome but god she's really pretty that night Um, she
0: that night her pelvis was crushed
1: yeah, no. God, she was so God beautiful restucible. before
0: the accident, and by the accident, <laughs> I mean the consensual sex she has with her husband.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, we're gonna. All what of this, this is what happened Actually, this week. This Did legible. anything important happen? I um. We probably should talk about some stuff, or I feel like it might be important to talk about some stuff. Wally was there. Wally was there. there. But he was the, not
0: at Brandon and house.
1: Actually, name. no. Shut up. I really do have some like critical, like critical theory skills to apply this episode. Sorry, to you, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, I also, I just want to say that it um, really, really is so vitally important to me that nothing at my wedding can even remotely resemble what's happening at theirs. If I hear anyone even hum... A note of sweet Caroline. I want them arrested and detained.
1: This is a comedy podcast. Is, We're gonna this fucking. Is, this is not move a wedding on.
0: podcast.
1: This is not. Are you, so I guess it is a wedding podcast. I fucking love weddings. Um, But not. It's but, a wedding but, podcast because I love weddings, a phobe. <laughs> I, I
0: cannot so, fucking stand you. I'm, so, I'm gonna uh, leave you in Alcatraz. <laughs> they let people tour it now Oh, uh, we can yeah i've been on it. a tour i've been on a tour of alcatraz
1: oh neat We were, was it like any haunted no because it was during the day oh lame all right um shit where all oh, right i had a serious critical theory and that that fucking obviously fucked off but okay. let's uh
0: yeah get, here's hit, the thing. hit me in the is, mouth with
1: it yes this this is not by season two standards, I would consider this a good episode, but yeah. season three has just been consistently knocking it out of the fucking park. I that is such a good way to put it. Part of my dislike for this episode is because they insisted on Damien Dark just being there, but my other big issue is this was a case where Legends just completely misplaced its priorities. This episode was another everything happens so much sort of episode, but also the sort of things that were happening, I was like, I didn't need We didn't need as much of it because it was so interspersed with Damien and I don't care about him. We didn't need him, period. Kawasa basically dropped off the face of the earth after the first scene she was in, which was kind of stupid because she should have been way more important. And then Wally sort of getting introduced to the team and Rip returning were things that deserved an episode sort of unto themselves especially in a show that always sort of um, strikes gold when it focuses on its characters and character relationships Mm -hmm. and they were sort of just sort of oh and Wally's here now and uh, we all forgive Rip now so it's fine and that was a really poor choice of priorities. Number one, you can't... Phil Clemmer could personally come to my door and beg me hat in hand and a song in his heart to forgive Damian Dark and I would spit in his face and kick him down my fucking porch steps. Because, no... I, I I refuse on moral, ethical, and, could, and, and, frankly, legal grounds. You can dress up Damien retired.
0: Dark like Phil Klemmer all you want and claim you're going to get an Oscar for it, was, Legends writers.
1: I, I, don't talk about it. I, don't, I forgot that they said they're a hair... Fuck you guys. He looked like the he looked like the beetle that got fucking kicked out for being too much of a white supremacist. It was awful. Oh my I, god, that is the most perfect description of it I've ever it heard was in awful. my life. It was, it was, it my was soul like,
0: has left my body. Well put it back. <laughs> <laughs> No. But no like,
1: here's the thing is i went into a lot of detail yes yesterday last week about how much i hate damien dark and i hate him so much i literally i would have rather had malcolm merlin because i still have a soft Actually, spot in my heart for yeah I have, got,
0: I have a point on top of this one that i'd like to make on this episode focusing on damien but i want you to go first
1: oh right because i was about to just talk about compare this episode to the vietnam episode in terms of how it treats its fathers and how it treats the fathers in the episode treat their children um i understand this is where we always end up having a problem or i feel like stories in general just end up having a problem the second you make abuse fantasy abuse in some way shape or form you give people too much license to step back from it and go well it's really not that bad because no of course not no one could actually stuff a demon into their child but they could belittle them they could constantly put them down, they could constantly make them feel like they're competing for their parents' affection, they could constantly make them feel like they have to measure up to some sort of impossible standard, they could be possessive and controlling and domineering and ultimately really negative on their emotional development, and it is explicitly said by Nora that Damien Dark is all of these things. He is all of that and more, but it is not treated with anywhere remotely near the gravitas that Mick and his father are afforded. And it's partially fantasy abuse and partially I do feel like they're an element of misogyny here because there's almost yes. like, oh, if it's a, if it's a dad abusing his daughter, he really do, he's t- he, he cares, protective. cares, he's protective, he's this, he's that, he just wants the best for her and she's being emotional and he doesn't know how to respond to a, the whims of an emotional woman because there's that whole bit about, oh, why haven't you told her how you feel? Like, I don't know if these episodes were written by the same writer But I would bet solid cash money that they weren't, because the way that the abusive parent is treated in the two episodes is like night and fucking day.
0: Okay, I'm going to make two points. Number one, if Damien at the end of this season was like, I've realized through actually listening to my daughter how important daughters are, and I'm going to bring Laurel Lance back to life, I'd be like, okay. I And if at the end of the season, because this is actually what I see happening, he's like, Maybe I shouldn't have given my daughter to a demon. I'm gonna sacrifice myself. I'd be like, yeah, fine. I'd be like, good, die. But here's the yeah, thing, yeah, that point, is that I Legends once a season, and like here's the good bad news: this season has 18 fucking episodes. Oof. We have another five weeks of having to do this shit. Oof. So while this episode might have felt like a waste of time, and largely was, we're not as tight on time as we've been, which is nice.
1: Which is nice. I will say, I don't think this episode is a waste of time. If they make good on a couple of things it delivered regarding Ray and Nora's relationship. uh, Wally's relationship to Rip and the team. And all the stuff with the Time Bureau. And now, at the end of the episode, Grodd just sort of coming in. I
0: posted a fucking gif. The Legends Twitter posted a gif of fucking, like, fucking Grodd. At the end of the... The emotion of... he doesn't even they just have a grant thing and it's disco and it yeti
1: comes... at fucking expedition everest looks nicer and that doesn't even move anymore are we really I'm... gonna bring disco yeti into this yeah at what this else point? are we gonna do with all of my bullshit disney, disney knowledge all Let right me live. well i'm not explaining disco yeti you should google disco yeti yeah please for... feel free to
0: google disco yeti <laughs> It's a, do some <laughs> Definitely do It's not the fucking, It's It's the add-along, it's the ASMR part Of our fucking podcast <laughs> Look up Disco Yeti Definitely Are you looking um, it up? Look it up de- It's
1: I, ASMR just guided meditation but under a different name
0: Yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the one where we put clues
1: in the episode Ah, uh, seven No, um, it's like a fucking arc words sort of, kind of, I, fuck it, whatever away Jackson Anyway, so the point is is that
0: Legends once a season seems to have, I mean, they didn't in season one, and that's because Vandal Savage, it had a strict narrative arc, but also Vandal Savage is kind of unsalvageably like evil. So last season they had all of the, they had their little Legion of Doom, which is Eobard and Malcolm and Damien torturing Rip. And then this season, I guess they had Damien and Damien and Nora as their villains episode. But here's the problem, is that Damien Dark cannot carry an episode by himself. Two of him, even if one of them is dressed like Phil Clemmer, the racist Beatle. Oh God, I'm sorry, Phil!
1: He's probably Um, not racist We can't
0: prove that.
1: Listen, he's the one who took Wally and Keenan by extension back into the fold. So. I have,
0: I'm going to have so many, and like they're, they're positive words about Wally, but I am so, there's there's a lot I'm going to get into. And we're going to see fucking,
1: a dark part. Excuse you no, Are you no, going to have like a young justice meltdown? Because I, hey, I, I don't know hey, how to help hey, you.
0: Hey, shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> i'm just letting you know i don't know how to help you this is a road you now you know how i feel when i talk about kingdom hearts okay, and you're just well, like well i'm gonna have my i'm gonna you, have
0: bitch. my i'm gonna have that in a little while let's let's get back to the um
1: okay. task at
0: hand which is
1: i'll be here for you.
0: eobard is like fun malcolm is annoying as shit but i guess we all sort of kind of grin and bear it because it's john Barrowman, and also because he yeah. cares sarah but sarah is fine now So it's kind of like, okay, whatever. If Laurel was fine now, I'd probably be like, ugh, Damien. But if Laurel was fine, I'd be like, ugh, whatever. But she isn't. So I'm like, who the
1: fuck? Yeah. And ultimately, because again, they're not really like... When Neil McDonough was actually emoting as Damien, again, the scene where he thinks Nora's dying, that was really good acting. When he is just smarmy, his voice... like I had to watch a significant portion of this episode with captioning on... And like no sound because the way he plays smarmy and again maybe this is but it makes him so detestable that like I literally can't listen to him talk because I'm like I I want to if your face was your voice was a physical presence in front of me I would punch it and I would not flinch. Like here's the issue,
0: Is I don't think I'd actually punch Neil McDonough if I saw him. Not
1: him, person. the presence of the physical manifestation of his voice when he's doing the smarmy thing. Again, Damien Dark would not be such a bad villain if he wasn't basically fucking just shows up, wrecks everyone's shit, gets has no fucking consequences, has no nothing affects him, nothing nothing touches him. He's never swayed, he's never moved, he's never he he is so obnoxiously overpowered and 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 the problem with that is is ultimately when they do manage to defeat him, unless they come up with a really good fucking reason or they establish a weakness for him fast, mm-hmm. it's gonna seem like they pulled out of their ass. So any victory they even have over this motherfucker is gonna be really unsatisfying. And as much as I think he's gonna do the redemption equals death shit with Nora, I don't want him to, because he doesn't get to deserve to die on his own merits. He deserves to have Sarah like throw him into a fucking pit, and and the pit is full of teeth and demons and spiders and. He doesn't get to deserve to d- decide how he dies when he took that right from Laurel. Um, and also, just in general, because I hate him. But with that said, all of that would be one thing, but the fact that he's also like an abusive dad played for like cutesy fun oh, I don't really understand my daughter, but I'm trying and I love her like, fuck you, actually. Like, it is now that I'm like, yeah, it's kind of misogynist to be like, yep. oh, Nora's just like crazy and over emotional. And she's got like a, there is such a, there's such a specific thread of like women, especially young women and teen girls getting possessed by demons or this, this idea of being taken over by some more powerful, darker, eviler, and usually masculine in some way force. Yeah, that like it's just a thing in all of literature. Like it, it. I don't even. I it I can't even name
0: examples. Because I mean, we all book. know what it
1: represents. Yeah, I. It's one. It's so broad that naming examples would be useless. The we Bronte know what it sisters
0: is. are coming up through the floorboards. Yeah, warning but me of and strange men.
1: Well, I actually, I honestly, I always think of comic books because comic books are are one of the more modern pieces of media that yep. touches on this. Oh Other my than- God, Ari, she's Jean Grey. Yeah, I was actually thinking Jean in my head. Waters. Because how well, Scott is, oh, well, is Hold on. This is a little bit of comic history yeah. for um, some folks. Back when Jim Shooter was editor at Marvel, um, during the original Dark Phoenix arc, they were initially going to just have Jean, like end up depowered, which would be a problem unto itself. But Jim Shooter specifically said he wanted her to get punished. He wanted her to have real consequences for... I don't know, the Phoenix Force consumed a planet, which incidentally is not Jean's fault because Jean is in the Phoenix Force, but that's neither here nor there. They specifically wanted to punish her, and so they decided that they had to punish her harder by killing her rather than just straight-up depowering her. So this is the sort of mindset that is just sort of steeped in the culture of comics and comic book-related media. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about this shit... Keep that in mind, like this whole thing with Mora doesn't come out of nowhere in a general larger cultural aspect, but within comics, there's a very specific fucking history of women getting possessed by forces that are out of their control, make them super powerful, but at a great cost, and she can't control it, and she's secretly killing her, and da-da-da-da-da, and it's fucking dumb and bad, and I hate it, I don't feel like critically taking, it's fucking dumb, it's fucking bad, it's fucking lazy, everything about it is awful, I hate it, it's stupid, I really like Nora. I really don't like that this is being used as a way to infantilize her and sort of write off any legitimate concerns she mm. might have about dating. That makes me angry. I, I don't know.
0: It's also kind of super like weirdly problematic that she just has Amaya's totem, but also Amaya's just kind
1: of like eh. I mean, I do think I think it was more like they didn't seem to want to spend a lot of time on the wave Rider this episode. Yeah, no, they so didn't. I'm and like next episode Amaya's going to be like, "Bitch, because, like,
0: you'd think being separated from, like, her totem, like, actually being separated and not just being, like, having it stolen would be, like, a huge emotional thing for her.
1: I just, it was more like they didn't focus on anyone on the Wave Rider this episode for the most part. But, but if they don't, Ari did episode, hold hands. I'm furious. Yeah, that is nice. Oh, no, I, Ari, uh, next
0: uh, week is the Elvis on. episode.
1: All right, Kwasa, before we forget, I want to talk about Kwasa because we're going to move on to other stuff soon. But Kwasa just being dropped this episode made me furious because she has the most emotional connection to all of these totems. Mm-hmm. She should frankly be the linchpin of the villains this fucking season, and if this stupid son of a bitch wasn't here ruining everything, she probably would be. Well, maybe she wouldn't because, you know, network television, but she fucking should be. Um, I'm these sorry,
0: are- Ari. are you suggesting that a black woman should have a more important and powerful role than um some fucking super Aryan guy who once wants- um was shown in the
1: series to be aligned with the nazis yeah no that would be weird that would be weird and crazy i know that would be, know, Black that'd be Black fucking wild would that would be weird um in any case these are her totems this is hers by right like this is this should be her arc it should be amaya and kwasa at the front and center of this fucking arc and as much as i love Brandon and courtney's that on screen <laughs> i'm also like hey you know who really should have been interacting this episode Maya and Kwasa a lot because whenever they do interact it's mm-hmm. amazing it's phenomenal like they just they they. these are two characters with a history with a with a narrative with a lot that's mm-hmm. going on unsaid mm-hmm. between them especially on Kwasa's end and it just didn't like she literally doesn't show up this episode like she shows up to be like that's my totem and th- then Dark and Nora tell her to fuck off a- and then she just she I don't know. know she fucks gets up pizza. And dies. She goes and gets pizza. I think she just says, actually, fuck this. And I've I had an idea. Kawasa taking one look at the darks
0: and going, I've just had an idea. Actually, fuck
1: this. And just leaving. And I think that's probably what happened. If she's the reason Grodd is here, I'm going to fucking kill myself.
0: I, I don't want to, like, I, uh, remember all the I'm literally, I, I, next
1: podcast will be like, you know that fucking, like, that recording of the Jonestown thing? It's going to be like, this is just going to be the recording of me just, like, slowly poisoning myself and waiting to die because Phil Clemmer has killed me. Do not do that show. But I'm also like, why else would Grodd be here, especially since last Grodd's oh, last Oh, because Maya lost her totem. A... Oh, dicks. All right, here's a, Here's the next, here's our next episode preview. Everything awful. Oh, God. Somebody do something. I hate hey, this. don't
0: say that when Elvis is going to show up.
1: Elvis is going to put a baby in Nate, and that baby is going to be the hopefully, Italian-American second coming.
0: Hopefully um, a lot less problematic than Elvis.
1: <laughs> but it's, um, it, it, Kwasa deserves, I re, I really do love her. I think she's phenomenal. I'm so angry that we don't get more of her because I love everything she represents. And on a show about time travel... The woman who is trying to save her grandmother who she saw die when she was a child, but is now meeting when she is basically an adult baby, um an adult sexy baby. Please don't do that. That's this. that's great. You bring this on yourself. It is gripping. It is good narrative. Mm-hmm. It is good storytelling. And Legends just sh- 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 doesn't. I don't know if Neil it's, McDonough was like holding film covers. What Cumber's did I call?
0: Tw- what did I recently call the oops? I the the Rick Perry oops of the twenty twelve <laughs> primaries of a television decision? Oh fuck! This whole show is a concept. Uh, I mean, I, don't I do know, think but... there were a lot of. I'm gonna now list inappropriate things that were said to Ray and Nora as a couple unit
1: oh god the part where the part where like he's like i know what's really inside you and i'm like brandon
0: okay the part where damien tells them and like here's the thing is that this episode is damien dark obnoxious as hell yes absolutely but if you if you kind of tilt your head a certain way you can just read this episode as neil mcdonough trying really hard to prevent a married (laughs) couple from having sex (laughs) it's
1: the sort of thing where i'm just like here's the thing about him saying like what's really inside you i'm like i want to see the outtakes of that line where i assume she's she just lost her fucking well, mind.
0: chemistry is fucking like when she's like slapping him and she's like, of course it was sarcasm.
1: Yeah, no, it's really, and again, and like, it's really endearing. Their back and forth is really nice. It's like a really healthy version of, uh, when Elizabeth Taylor and her unimportant husband were in, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. I don't remember the name of her husband. It doesn't. Richard, Richard Burton! Burton. How Burton. How not Elizabeth you. Taylor. He's not. Eli- Here's the thing is it doesn't matter what he did, who he does, whatever. He's not Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor was a fucking icon, and I'm actually kind of serious because she she yeah. took care of the gay men during the AIDS crisis. Liz, Liz Taylor was a was a, was one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, that actually reminds me. I almost just said Rip Hunter because Rip Hunter and Richard Burton are now the same name in my mind. Um, I, I if feel Rip like, Hunter was played by Richard Burton, it would explain a lot. Uh, Where is okay, right. hold on.
0: When she looks, when she goes, do you know who my husband is? And that was a little that was a little too. Hey. Uh. Are we going to mention, I just want to mention this once in the episode because we're going to forget in about two seconds. Ray was like, oh, my team will find me. Blasts hole in the Berlin Wall. Rip, time is unraveling around
1: itself. Yeah, that's fair. First off, the fact that, like, the team didn't notice Ray was gone. I'm like, I, because here's the thing is Ray doesn't start problems. No, he doesn't. So when Ray's there, he's kind of like a very large dog that's laying on the couch or on the carpet. You walk past him in the morning and you're like, hey, Ray. And he's like, Hello. And then he goes and puts butter in his coffee. And then you're like, okay, but like, if he's not there, you're like, Oh, he must be sleeping somewhere else. Or, Oh, he must be playing with one of his toys or whatever. You don't think much of it because you're not like, Oh, he's you know, out setting fire to Pompeii or out fucking the empress of the, you know, whatever. Like he's Ray. So nobody thinks about it until he's missing. And that's actually pretty in character. Yeah. Uh, Secondly, butter in your coffee is actually pretty good. It's, it's a, like it's you only. Put it's, it has to do with the bulletproof coffee thing that they all drink. God, help them. But I, I, I don't. I I mean, like it is. There used to be this uh, coffee bar I went to back in high school that I loved. Um, that uh, was a that was fucking like, keto thing. Ugh. I have no. I listen. All I know is it's called Dutch coffee, and it was a espresso coffee and a little bit of butter and milk. And it was actually really good. Listen, it Listen, I sure would put
0: butter on anything, but I feel like Brandon Raph and I have wildly different dietary
1: requirements, yeah. Well, you don't put a whole fucking stick of butter in. You put, like, a little, like, butter pad in. Um, All right. But it coffee, is really good. This coffee is already useless to me. <laughs> but it is, it is very good. Uh, I like it. It's, it's definitely very – it's very hearty, and it does, like, put some necessary fat and salt into your brain at the start of the morning. Mm-hmm. So Ray is actually right. But, um, the other point is that Mick and Nate just went to a Grateful Dead concert for no fucking no, reason. No, Damien
0: Dark had Ray tell them, which is honestly, and, like, here's the thing, too fucking genre-savvy show, because, essentially, Damien Dark is like, Ray, tell them that I offered to take you to a Grateful Dead concert because they're just going to go to every Grateful Dead concert to try to find you because they're idiots and they'll get distracted. And I'm like, yeah. two on the nose.
1: Yeah, no, that's, like, that's, like, actually hurt. Again... If I liked Damien, I would be like, "Good one." If Eobard had come up with that, I would have been like, "My man, such a fucking genius." But like, I, I hate him. I want to emphasize so he is, he for,
0: for for that when we talk about Eobard, we were only talking about Matt Legenders Eobard. I don't give yeah. two shit I about don't...
1: Tom Kavanaugh's Eobard. He and doesn't I honestly... count. He wasn't playing Eobard. He was playing that guy. Um, well, he was Eobard
0: in the in the crossover.
1: That was also stupid, and I'm ignoring it. Well, yeah, um, the
0: Nazi. I mean. Him being Eobard in the Nazi crossover, yeah. The Flash and the Nazi crossover is Eobard, not Barry, which is.
1: uh, (sighs) Oh boy, I don't have time to talk about this. It's bad. It's dumb. I don't. I don't. I literally don't feel like giving it my time or attention. Holy shit, I. I
0: am literally Rip when Wally goes, and then remember the Nazis showed up, and then, and then Rip just goes, "What? (laughs) That was me. Uh, That was me the entire time.
1: (laughs) That was about yeah, yeah." Uh, speaking, oh, right, Wally, the little, speaking of the fact that Mick and Nate, uh, and also Sarah, you could have sent, I feel like you could, if you had sent to Maya, she would have probably died. But you probably shouldn't have said Mick and Nate if you really wanted to actually get anything done because mick and nate but the little moment that nate has when wally like steals back the glasses mick stole from jerry garcia which is also such a cute thing because mick mick's like low-key acknowledging he needs glasses is actually fucking adorable to me with that said when nate takes the glasses back and is like hey we have a like a light like light to moderate thievery policy on this ship that was really sweet because yes it was funny but it's also nice to see that like the team is just sort of like this is a thing Mick does. He's not really hurting anyone. It's like a reflexive behavior he has. We're gonna work around it. It's not a big fucking deal in the long run. And that's really what, nice. Are you a cop? You a lawyer? You a I cop really lawyer? Did think it was yeah. very sweet, especially that Nate, like and because this is like Wally and Nate are in love. So the fact that Nate is like, Hey, I I hello, husband. Um, please be kind to Mick though. He's doing his best was really nice. Um, I'm glad to see that Mick and Nate still have a good relationship, because um, sometimes certain combinations of characters don't get to interact much, so knowing that the writers are still thinking about that positive relationship, it's like, yeah. oh, that's good. I'm glad you haven't forgotten.
0: All right. Let's, I mean, since you mentioned Wally taking mixed classes, let's- We also talk
1: about, I'm sorry, let's jump into one, another thing really quick. Yes. Cold fusion is just a real accepted part of life in the DC universe. Shh. I. This is, uh, We're gonna win an Oscar cool. for hair and
0: makeup. Ah!
1: I. I don't. I. You. You. You say what you want to say. I'm listening.
0: Okay. So let me preface Uh-oh. this by saying oh, when boy. Nate takes the glasses from Wally and says we call them souvenirs. Oh no!
1: I shouldn't have let
0: you talk. Oh no! And I said, <laughs> and it was meatloaf in spice world <laughs> when he cleans when they ask him to clean the bathroom and he goes i'll do anything for those girls and you go don't you fucking do don't it you dare- oh god don't say it and he says but i won't do that and you
1: know it's coming you know, and you I mean, know brace for impact and you know you know it's coming the this is never here's the thing, is my Wally is like Justice League Unlimited and Comics Wally. Yeah. I don't understand the souvenirs and thing. Justice but was, I know you're upset and I'm here okay, for you. Okay, so
0: in the first season of Young Justice, Wally makes okay. a point every episode of grabbing a souvenir. That's that's And cute. he says, Oh a souvenir and then there's a dramatic moment with him and Artemis when she lies to them. And he hands her back, he gives her something, and he takes her arrow, and he says, this is the better souvenir, because he's showing her that he li- that she lied. And so I knew the second they mentioned the word souvenir in front of Wally, I was like, you're going to fucking do me like this, aren't you? Bill Clymer looked me in the eyes, and he punched me in the nose. your fault for watching Young
1: Justice. It is my not- Okay, like so mean, play, and let me
0: say, your fault. <laughs> in, in regards to Young Justice, it, I think, in I regards think it's to Young to Justice, I am so fucking sick of Wally West discourse wherever I fucking turn. On Young Justice, oh, he's too... He is, is Wally West discourse. He is a very it was, dumb... It was all over the Young Justice fandom, Ari. I close my eyes and I can still hear the screams because he came, on, literally he came <laughs> on, in all fairness, he did come on too strong to McGann. And I think she was oh, kind of clearly oh, not oh, interested. Oh, that kind of discourse. Oh, yeah. Oh. And then, of course, people shipped Artemis with Dick a lot, so Wally had to, of course, be the worst person fucking ever to prove why he and Artemis wouldn't be a good pairing together. And, like, here's the thing, is that last night, and here's the thing about fucking Legends of Tomorrow, if you are watching this show for high-quality, flawless television, watch Timeless.
1: Or literally anything else. Right? Well, okay, not anything.
0: I mean, like, here's the thing, is there is one bad throwaway line every episode. Always. And I'm not saying, saying this is a good actually, thing, I'll, I'm not excusing it. it, I'm just saying it as a fact because I am the kind of person who can look at a piece of media critically and acknowledge facts. That being said, I really love the selective memory that's going on because Wally has one throwaway line in Legends that suddenly he had a great arc on The Flash. When did that happen?
1: I don't, here's the thing, if you were discoursing about Wally West you were literally wrong. I'm sorry, I don't fucking care. No, 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 they're
0: saying, to... oh, this isn't... I mean, like, here's the thing, is first of all, if you interpreted Wally saying... Nate oh, right, was... that fucking yeah. thing. I here's was like, first, is... first and foremost, that, coming... was the, that was literally just Wally being like, I don't understand why Nate is interested in some woman when I, yeah. Wallace, am right especially here since, with
1: open legs. Like Kenan, especially since Keenan is queer and identifies as queer, and that makes me so happy I don't have the words for it. Uh, that is very clearly him portraying Wally as someone who has these feelings for Nate and is very, all right, like, here's the thing is when I'm listening to a significant other vent about their ex, I usually don't remember their name. If I'm referring to the conversation at a later point, I really do just say that fucking ansler, or that fucking bitch was, you know, was treating my friend like shit. Like, I don't remember their name, even if they tell me. And it has been about like four months ish since Nate told Wally all this stuff. So it's not out of the question for Wally to have forgotten her name because this isn't someone he knows. It's like he met Amaya beforehand. He has. And that's the other thing is it wasn't done in malice. I do think it was a little like harsh, but again, he's allowed to be upset. This is someone he clearly cares about and is definitely in love with. And I don't care how you feel about any Amaya ship. I love Amaya. What she did to Nate was kind of shitty. I love her. I know why she. What I love about just up and and this is something where I admittedly have a bit of like a personal like I think it's really shitty thing to just up and leave someone, Um, but if you up and leave a significant other who you've moved in with, who you are spending most of your time with, who are significantly romantically involved with, and just up and fucking leaving, like yeah, I see a lot of people who are like basically calling Nate a misogynist for being upset about getting abandoned like that and that's not great like amaya is allowed to make mistakes and yes sometimes nate has been bitter and angry about it but he's kind of allowed to be that was really shitty like i love her she made a mistake and i definitely feel like there's like this idea that nate can't have negative emotions or be too emotional about it like he should just get over it and i'm like he's allowed to feel bad about this he's allowed to have emotions like it just Mm -hmm. I, I feel like people are mad at Wally for being protective of Nate and mad at Nate for having thoughts and feelings. And I know it's easier to hate white men when you pretend like they don't have emotions or narrative arcs or personalities. And sometimes, admittedly, they don't. But Nate does. And as a fandom, I think we have to get over that at this point. He does. He clearly does.
0: Um, but- There was a lot up there that I... That was that. That did not have a lot to do with what I was going on, but I'm glad you got to say it. I, Sorry. What I really loved about that scene is that Amaya, like, is that Wally is like, I think Zari hates me, because Amaya's like, Oh no, did I make Nate feel bad? And Zari yeah. is like, Oh. Uh, like she again,
1: like she does actually feel bad about what she did, which is why I'm like, someone was talking smack. Well, because she is, and again, this is it's almost funny because that's how Wally was feeling about this person he didn't know.
0: I can't believe that. Fucking Wally and Zari are on a mission.
1: Yeah. Well, that's. I just. I love that. That, like, Nate. Like, that Wally felt about the whole situation with Nate, that Zari now feels about the situation with Maya, which is very cute. They're both very protective of the other person in that. And I love that. Like, I, I. I really do think people are almost looking for Wally's arc or character to, fa- like, sort of fail yeah. on Legends, so they can say he would have been better on the Flash. Like, no, he fucking wouldn't. He would have been better on Flash. Where?
0: Where would he? I mean, like, here's the thing. He would have been better on the Flash. Donde. Like, where the, like, what, was it when they amazing. were when giving his say, personality to Barry? Was it when, and like, here's the when thing. They, is I think that maybe he and Jesse were cute, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, they gave every narrative cue that Wally should have had to a white girl.
1: So I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, no. And here's the thing is Jesse in the comics was Wally's like student and she was a lot younger than him. uh, like a teenager and he was like 22, which isn't super young, but like she was a youngish teenager. But in any case, he was her mentor and her teacher and she learned from him wally was the flash she learned from him and when people tell me wally is better on flash i am at this point hearing i want wally in a, in a subordinate supportive role with no actual narrative arc or agency of his own so people can be like the flash doesn't make bad decisions because i it's stupid if you think that wally is better on the flash it's incorrect it's you just, probably don't it's just like a ball.
0: selective it's just selective memory because You're upset that he was written off for Ralph. And I understand being upset for that. I am. I completely understand being pissed about that, but. It's shitty. Like, don't get me wrong. Legends didn't do that.
1: Yeah. Like, the Flash did. The only reason Cisco is allowed to stay at this point is because I think Grant would kill himself if Carlos left. And secondly, Cisco is, as much as I love him, and people who listen to this podcast probably know that I love him, he is still in a supportive role. Subordinate, not having a lot of narrative agency. And by and large, a support. He's the he's the support character. And if he tried to have any further agency, it's probably going to get stolen away from him. I'm actually kind of worried about like the the more he does vibe stuff, the more I'm like, oh god, they're going to fuck this up for him at some point, aren't mm-hmm. they? Because this is not a show that knows how to let anyone except Barry and the random white man of the season have any agency. Mhm. <sighs> Sorry, this turned into like a roast of like everything. I don't even fucking, at this point, it's just, like, we're just, like, venting grievances. Like, this episode wasn't very good. It was a case in this place priorities. So, there you go. The one good thing, let's move on to the one good thing about it, though. Because we didn't really, we haven't talked about Ava Lance much, because... We wanted to save it for the end, when we were happy. Well, oh, and, like, because it's, like, the sort of thing where, like, when Sarah and Ava were, like, dating, Zari was the star of the show. So, I was, like, it's very nice that you had a cute moment anyway. And then the date moment, I do think we talked a little bit about that. We did. That. We, talked, we
0: talked quite nicely about that, I think. We did.
1: But well done, us. Go us. But um, anyways, Ari and I are, are incredibly important, so it's more important to focus on them. But let's talk about Ava Lance now.
0: Um, all right, love... here's the thing.
1: You oh, go you first. first. No, you 1st Okay, fine.
0: been talking fine. a lot. Ava is fucking adorable. Um, that was literally
1: all I was about to say is I love her. She's I can't so believe
0: adorable. that she's now director of the Time Bureau. Here's the thing, is that when Rip saw her and Sarah kissing... I literally could feel Gideon's pleasure through uh-huh. the television. I could feel Gideon vibrating with joy.
1: Mm-hmm. Like so, oh, boiler up.
0: I'm I'm so sorry, Captain. It seems that I'm the only one you can love. That's <laughs> my Gideon.
1: You know, you know, the only woman who would ever, who would never do this to you, Director Hunter, my Captain. Like, here's the thing, I, Ava. I am loving how we're seeing Ava grow and develop because. This is this is a, this is a, this is a woman who had her wedding dress designed when she was like six. Like this is this is Ava is so fucking tender and romantic and you get this good, desperate, but like tender vibe that this is someone who has wanted to be in an intimate relationship and a romantic relationship for a very long time and is so happy to have one. That she is so emotional, she's so eager to please, and not in a bad way, not in a negative way, but she's so immediately ready, like, I'm there, Sarah, what do you need? Like, I'm, I want to take care of you, I want to be romantic with you, I want to help you. And she is so soft and good for Sarah that it, like, makes my heart hurt because it is so nice to see someone say, yeah. I'm here, what do you need to Sarah? And just be generally healthy and good and kind and, like, I love her. I you know we've talked on this podcast before about how we're like both big rip Sarah fans and I still am and here's the thing is I'm very much like annoyed that they've now turned this into rip has feelings for Sarah but she's with Ava because now you're making me not want like you're you you gave like a ship I enjoy is now mm-hmm. being turned into like this battering ram against a canonically queer ship and I'm like now I don't want it because you've set up and established this really nice thing and you want me to 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 support rip back in there in a way where I'm like, this isn't healthy or fair. And I... it's not fair to me as a viewer because I love Rip Sarah. And now I'm basically being asked to Pam body Garf head, But one of them is like normal, a Pamela, normal, normala, normal, Pamela Anderson. And the other one is Pam body Garf head. And that be- was Rip a really Sarah, the Pam body Garf head of Ships. Well, just because here's the thing is he's yeah. not in a place where he can love her. I love them, but he is not emotionally capable of being a good romantic, Not the way Ava is. The second yeah. Sarah had a problem, she was like, baby, let's talk about it. What's wrong? Oh, how so good. Like, emotionally, you look really stressed out. Do you want to talk about it? Let's kiss on the mouth a little. That was so like, fucking good.
0: Do you want to talk about how... I mean, like, here's the thing. is that I think Rip Hunter's biggest problem is that he's like, I'm here to atone. I'm going to help. I'm sorry I got all those people killed. And then he's still keeping secrets. And, like...
1: I At this point... And I've talked before that I do think he's trying to protect the team. And now, at this point, I don't even think he's trying to protect... I think he's just trying to protect Sarah. And yeah. he... I. Because he's an idiot, as we've established, he thinks, I'm going to never tell you this thing about Ava, so you can be happy, and I can and stand never there find out. And Adele's fucking, the song, was it Someone Like You? Yes, yeah, so it was Someone Like You. And Adele's Someone Like You plays as their wedding happens in front of him, and like that's Rip, emotionally. But it's the sort of thing where because this is a TV show, this is going to blow up in his face. And he's going to have tried to protect Sarah and failed and she's going to be mad at him and he's going to apologize, but he's probably going to leave again at the end of the season. And that's not a good yeah. fucking Here's the thing is, is I
0: really cannot tell if Riff is going to
1: live till the end of the season because
0: I just don't know if Arthur Darville wants to be here anymore.
1: I think he really, I, I never get the vibe that he's not having fun. Because again, this mm-hmm. was a man who was on Doctor Who. He's used to working with uh, cheap sets, no money and for the dumbest people alive. So whatever. Um, Phil Clemmer is infinitely preferable to Stephen Moffat in terms of people to work Mm -hmm. for. So, yeah, no, but he's got other things he's going on. And I think it's more like he might not be as interested in acting as he is music right now. Um, He's won awards for his music. Which is really funny to me because I can't even,
0: I can't imagine him winning an award for anything except that one scene where he was in his underwear on doctor who I could see him winning an award for that. Valid,
1: but um, it's the sort of thing where I don't want them writing him in this way with no payoff. The whole thing, the reason I've been like, well, Rip is doing this and Rip is doing this, and I have been expecting that they acknowledge it like they seem to be and that will it will eventually reach some sort of narrative payoff if they keep getting stuck in this vicious cycle of rip keeps a secret to keep someone safe it blows up in his face and he never actually does anything about it because he disappears again for half a season it frustrates me because it doesn't have to be that way it really doesn't And if you're going to, if Arthur Darville can't commit, like at this point I am like, have him die protecting Sarah. Yes, it will kill me. Yes, I love him a lot, but I can't, I don't want to see this narrative cycle happen season after season. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, it's extremely annoying. make someone choose. Like, I don't, I'm hoping maybe because they're trying to sort of quietly push Supergirl under the rug, Legends might get a little more flexibility with its schedule. So they might be able to say to Arthur, we'll work around you. So just tell us when you're available because they clearly seem to want to keep him and he is like he's like a geek cred draw cuz doctor who connections yeah. and stuff. so i think they want to keep him i don't think he hates the place but i think it's he's doing other stuff and tv show schedules aren't really very flexible it's big chunks of time so we'll see i i, I don't want to i hate making predictions for the show because it always blows up in my face because yeah. the show is consistently blowing up in our face so yeah, the show
0: is the um is the hilarious thing blows <laughs> up
1: in face scorched entirety of face yeah, I like that that specific cartoon gag and you blink and there's like Ash and you cough and anyway. Um, um, I have a couple more points I'd like to make.
0: Yes. Number 1, the fucking Steel Adam scene. Oh, please don't talk. Hi, to me. hi. My name is um fucking Steel Adam lifting weight cuz like <laughs> I've heard people say oh they had Nate lift weights so it would look heterosexual. And I'm like is gym culture still heterosexual where you are?
1: I don't get that. I go to the gym and I'm like God, I love girls' asses. God, I'm fucking gay.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, and, 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 like, gyms, gyms are where, are where, where men go to meet. This is not. Yeah. I also, understand... it's not,
1: here's the thing is getting buff is not heterosexual. I know this because I'm not heterosexual. I'm very buff. Ergo, getting buff cannot be heterosexual.
0: Um, so there's just, and, and it's like one of those scenes where I'm watching them and they <laughs> literally, like fucking... and like, and here's a couple things is that number one, I think first and foremost, that. It reminds me of, and you're going to get mad at me, yeah.
1: JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, in that we are no, supposed to be taking... No, you know what?
0: It really, from the one episode I saw, it it's, really yeah. is very similar to that. Well, it's the sort of... It is it is high camp. It is unironic voice like, close-up. Was Was Nick Zano just like, hey, I'm behind on my reps. Do you guys mind if I catch up? And Phil Clemmer was like, yes. And he's just like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll multitask. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And it's the sort of thing where it it is it it reads as sarcastic, and he's literally just like protect that beautiful heart
0: yours. He he calls him a softy. Uh huh. He says you're a delicate flower. I'm like what
1: Richard Silken poem? (laughs) Like it's violent. It is. And here's the thing: is he's right about Ray, but it still comes off as the most possessive. No one will, like, I, yeah, not even like, like why disaster. did you have
0: to have them talk about Nora specifically? It was literally, like, we had, there was so much weird jealousy this episode on every <laughs> end, <laughs> in every corner,
1: who wrote this? Who did this? I don't know. I feel like this is someone's extremely specific fetish, but it's the sort of thing where, like, he's so jealous, and, like, a like... Way, he's like, protect yourself, keep yourself safe, you're my beautiful, delicate, tender flower. I love you. You're so soft-hearted and stunning. And like he's also lifting weights. And the two were happening simultaneously. And I'm just like, this is fucking happening. I guess. Hello, and legends. The show where this is sure happening. I've just, I've just sort of accepted it. And it's endearing because it is that cheesy. But because Nate and Ray have that sort of cheesy tenderness, I'm just like, aw, idiots. But it and is. Then, I'm like at this point, I'm like, just kiss on the mouth. I'm tired. Just
0: fucking. I'm one. I'm tired. Kiss on the mouth. Two. Here's the thing about Ray, Ray and Nora. Here's oh, the thing sorry. about Ray and Nora, is they would not have cast Brandon's wife if they weren't going to go fully romantic with it.
1: I feel like I almost wonder if they're going to do the UST thing forever, where they're going like, to have kind of fuck.
0: And then or... and then the other thing is also, like, she said, okay, I haven't seen my dad in 23 years. She was, like, 12, 13 when we met her, so she's actually younger than Courtney is now. She would be 35, 36. So there kind of is this idea that, like, people who just get, like, super, super, like, she was a child once like she's an adult now it's fine she is an adult
1: now i will say it's still a little it's not there are certain there are certain ships in other things i've played or watched or yeah. done where it's like they knew each other as children when they mm-hmm. were like 11 and one was like 21 and then now she's like 18 and he's 28 and i'm like oh ace attorney you have to stop that i don't want this to be romantic mm-hmm. this is disgusting that's different that's that's like child and mostly child and Nora is, like, 35 now. It's the sort of thing where it was a little weird that the show did it, but I don't think it, like, takes away Nora's ability to have feelings for him because a 23-year gap has passed. That's a lot of time. Which means that
0: she's technically from the future because we met her when she was a teenager in 2017, but also, if I try to talk to that, a trombone is just going to play over me. So we're not yeah, going gonna...
1: to... Please don't say words to me with your mouth. Like, I, th- you brought that up and and also,
0: gonna... And also, if we're going to get into real deep, thin about Ray Palmer, if we're going to go there... I'm
1: going to arrest you. I just think a... it's really... I will make arrest.
0: <laughs> I just think it's really interesting that yes. on two occasions now, Dark has pointed out that Ray has a really big heart. And I'm like, wow, who did you work with last season that, like, had a fixation on Ray Palmer that might have commented on that multiple times? Uh, but I don't want to discuss that no. at length because I will go to prison.
1: Yeah, we both will. Don't worry. But I yeah, will go uh, to jail. I do love I mean, that's the thing is Ray is so much. That's the thing is, again, all the little moments he has with Nora this episode are so sweet. But there were other things that this episode could have been spending its time on and just fucking didn't. And uh an ironic biceps close up. And also, here's the other thing. One one last thing about the end of the episode that I'm I'm just you can't tell me you're taking the whole rip caused a bunch of deaths thing seriously. When you Deus Ex Machina murder the the EPA guy from the Ghostbusters, really, off off screen How with dare you. That was exactly what that was his role in the fucking story. I am not wrong. Bill Murray can come to my house and argue with me on it. That yes. said. I can
0: I guess we know what next week's episode
1: is. <laughs> I know. Next week's podcast guest sorry Bill Murray. Here's the thing. You can't tell can me you're sued for even saying that. No, I he's pretty chill. I think we're fine. Um, he's not in it for the money. Allegedly Bill Murray. Um we're going to have discount Bill Murray show up in any case it's just us any again. Case, you can't tell us That Rip having resulted in the deaths of a thousand nameless red shirts is something you're holding him morally culpable for Mm. and then randomly murder the EPA man with a telepathic gorilla off screen. This was exit pursued by a bear levels of like, well, I guess that's that then. And it's comedic. It's framed as comedic. It's shot as comedic. We're supposed to kind of be like, "Haha, he got murdered by a telepathic gorilla. The next week we're going to fight with the secret to cold fusion." And that's just what's happening. And like, okay. Okay. Also, they were at Hamilton, so this is officially a hate crime. Actually, now that I said that, yes, having a gorilla show up at Hamilton is definitely a hate crime. I'm making a citizen's arrest on Phil Clemmer. I'm making a citizen's arrest on Lynn manuel Miranda. I'm just making citizen's arrests all over the fucking place tonight. Yeah, that...
0: throw, me, throw me in there.
1: Arrest me. Well, I'm arresting myself. Death penalty for everyone. My... <laughs> Hello,
0: I'd like the chair. I just want to point out that this season seems to be, like, like Phil Clemmer sat down. He's like, what does 3B want? Mixin? Young justice references? Like why are you specifically coming for me? I have done nothing.
1: After the one who keeps calling him a bird man. In terms of the two of us, I'm definitely nicer to Phil for the most part. I
0: feel like you're the one who called him a goblin that one time. I like one time!
1: How many times do you drag him? If we tallied it up, I feel like you would probably win. <laughs> Do you want me to, like, throw in a couple of things? I did accidentally call him a racist beetle, but, like, I didn't realize that. I was just making a comparison to the wig. He's not a beetle, and he's not racist. And I meant a beetle as in the band, not a beetle beetle. Beetles are small and endearing and shiny. Um, Phil Clemmer is a large, horrible <laughs> bird of prey. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking played yourself. This is why he keeps writing in one Young Justice references. Almost just called a One Justice, like it's One Punch Man. Fuck at this point at this point maybe i died yeah i i think maybe ava's
0: secret is that i'm i've been dead this whole time
1: (laughs) ava's secret is she died a long time ago and this team is her eternal punishment yeah yeah (laughs) really yeah it's it's the sort of okay god damn it i just i can't i'm like almost kind of annoyed that they still ask us to give a shit that rip got a bunch of red shirts killed we don't care about them. The narrative doesn't care about them. You mm-hmm. just killed the EPA man with a telepathic fucking gorilla. I don't want to be asked to care about the deaths of these people ever again. I'm hoping that because EPA man died, they'll never be brought up again. But I do also want to say that trans solidarity is Rip just making all of his bullshit Ava's problem. That is trans culture. Because they're <laughs> both is. trans. But um, they're both trans. But it's the sort of thing where I have no idea why Grodd is here everything about it is a hate crime um i'm tired of hamilton references please stop making them there are yeah. other musicals i've seen most of them you have to stop i am fucking begging mm-hmm. there are other musicals and it's like a weird thing where I'm like i know they're trying to be hip and woke and i'm like oh my god stop you don't have to be and all let me not- die let me fucking die. Would they have been making glee references if this was five years ago?
0: You saying that I'm ending the podcast. okay, you know what? Good night, everybody.
1: <laughs> this was a mistake. I just I think it's a good I this, think it's a good haunting note to leave our This was a off.
0: mistake. Good night, everyone. Um okay.
1: unless do you have any more thoughts on the episode? No, I'm good. Okay. with that said, next week' next week's episode is um. If they do Elvis right, if they do Elvis well, I'm actually going to make my grandma watch this. So if they do, and I can get my grandma's thoughts on this, you will uh, have my grandma's thoughts on this episode when we do our podcast. Yeah,
0: Ari's Ari's grandma doesn't know Elvis is extremely problematic, and we're not going to tell her. her. We're not going to tell How old is she? She's 71. Yeah, she's too
1: old, guys. She's very young for a grandma, because my family is Italian, but she's too old to get told that Elvis is problematic. Like, please be kind. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) Don't don't tell me, Grandma. This is problematic. It's gonna be the title of the fucking story. yeah. That is actually gonna be next week's title. Okay. <laughs> But I am excited for it. I hope that they don't fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up. Yeah, um, yep,
0: yep, yep. Next week is just Zari and Wally trying to break up Nate and Amaya so they I, can I, respectively
1: date. It's like a murder on the Orient Express thing where they're like, we're going to agree to do this so that we can date them and they're never going to know that we conspired to do this. It, so, except no. that they seem like two
0: people who are very, very bad at I, conspiracy.
1: Oh, awful. Absolutely awful. And I love that um i can't wait for wally i'm really hoping next episode does have a lot of wally bonding because i we mean it
0: seems like zari and wally are the leads next week so
1: nice i'm very excited uh so hopefully next episode will be better this episode wasn't horrible there were definitely some low points i need damien dark to go away uh and yeah. since we're running out of season villains for season four i'm assuming season four's villain is just going to be us and this podcast and it's going to get all made a narrative up in the oh stage. god
0: damn it we are the only thing they can afford aren't
1: we yeah yeah Fuck. i look good on camera so we'll be fine
0: okay so only please. if we get to only if we get to do our own costuming i'll just bring my own clothes thank you
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i will dress everyone else too with this fucking point i'll make okay. the props too i'll do scale modeling in any case let us run the show uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening.
0: Okay. Uh, good night, everybody. This was a mistake. Bye. Bye.